Welcome back to Racing Live on TalkSport 2. It's Emmett Kennedy with you alongside Martin Dwyer for the evening. We are at Southwell, or Southall, whichever pronunciation you want to go for, for the Racing League. And a man who is firmly part of it is top trainer Charlie Fellows. Charlie, great to have your company on the show. Thank you. Nice to be on. Uh, great to have your company as well. Uh, listen, the change for the Racing League, there's tonight and then there's next week, and it's done for 2022. Uh, there's been a couple of changes. One was dropping the amount of teams, and the second was renaming teams. Instead of having corporate team names like, oh, I don't know, TalkSport, who won last year's renewal of the Racing League, uh, we've, we switched to regional names. And I was quite in favor of that. I actually thought that would be a good idea. Um, of the changes to it uh, and of that uh, difference from last year, what has been your overall impression of the Racing League 2022? Um. So I think they have gone too far in the other direction, personally. Um, last year, I was a member of a team. There were four trainers. Uh, we were very organized. We had a plan set out well in advance. We knew exactly which horses we were going to run in each race. And I felt like I was a member of a team. It was really, really fun. It was most, genuinely, was the most fun I've had on a race course course outside of sort of Royal Ascot or you know any of those big meetings and and for the first time ever you were sort of cheering on your 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 your, your sort of competitions horses which is quite a strange thing because you know I love watching George Scott and Tom Clover's horses get absolutely stuffed midweek <laughs> but um but 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 when you're uh, when they're on your team you were cheering them on and actually it was really really good fun the problem is, is that they've they got a lot of criticism for how exclusive it was. I have my own opinion on that. I actually don't think it was very exclusive, but I think they've become too inclusive. And for example, my train, my the team that I'm on has 32 trainers on it, of which half of them we don't really know. I don't feel like I'm a member of a team now at all. Uh, I'm in it for the prize money and the prize money is fantastic and if the team do well, great but it's just gone too far the other direction and I think there needs to be a happy medium um, obviously it's very, very early days it's only the second year I absolutely love the concept uh, it's been very, very lucky for me um, but I do I, I, I miss I miss last year it's not as fun it hasn't been anywhere near as fun this year as it was for me last year. That's very interesting to hear because, as you said, it's very early in the process and obviously there will be more tweaks made ahead of next year. But, I mean, just from the Irish perspective, like there are a lot of Irish trainers who are based in Ireland whose names are attached to the Racing League and yet for the second year in a row, Ireland's going to get the wooden spoon and only two of the Irish trainers have actually sent runners so far. I know Joseph is going to be part of it and Dunica is going to be part of it, but is Dunica going to be part of it? I, don't, I actually don't know. Um, yeah. And that, that is odd that you've got Michael O'Callaghan's name and Mick Alford and, and num numerous others, and yet Jessica Harrington is really the primary Irish trainer who's, who sent runners over and only one other has done so, so far. Yeah, and, and to me that seems silly because, you, you, you know, one of the... One of the for, for those... For the haters... Uh, of the racing league who hate the team aspect and hate all of that sort of, you know, the, the bravado of Matt Chapman and Jamie Osborne having a go on TV. And I get that. Don't worry. That's, you know, but for, for the haters, the one thing that they can't hate on 
is the fact that the racing league has delivered consistently really really competitive racing 14 you know there hasn't been a single eight runner or less field which is something that has blighted british racing over the last season um and uh, and as a result as a betting prospect it, it's it's absolutely fantastic and when you've got people you know racing for points as low as sort of sixth seventh eighth place whatever it is you know every horse is going out there to do its utmost best and finish as close as it can so it's a it's the perfect betting opportunity for everyone and and the fact that some of the teams haven't been able to fulfill their allocation of two slots in each race that that to me is a complete waste and 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 should be relatively easily avoidable um i, I don't i think last year it, it rarely happened um there was more, as I said, it was more organised last year. There was more of a team aspect because there were much fewer trainers. And whether maybe they go back to having 14 teams uh, so that you have one horse in each race um, and, 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 and then sort of six trainers maybe on each team or something like that, I don't know. There, there, there's a way around it. And, and, and as I said, it is such a work in progress. But I feel this year it has gone way too far the other way and and for me that is that's very much taken away the team aspect of, of what i thought was a great event last year yeah and joseph o'brien had multiple entries during the week for it none of them declared and now you wonder about next week like is there any point in joseph sending horses over because the prize money's great like that's one of the the big things about it is that we are getting these big fields because there's so much prize money and maybe joseph will decide well i'm going to send a horse over for that but Ireland don't have a chance of winning it now. Ireland are going to be last. Like that's just an inevitable uh, for the second year in a row. It's our national yeah. sport, for goodness' sakes! We're finishing last <laughs> in the racing league. But it is intriguing. There's also there's a subplot here that involves Talksport because our manager was Rupert Bell, and then he defected to the East to you, Charlie, and you're currently third in the in the league overall. And you know we'll we'll see how that goes throughout the night, but. There's been a bit of tension around TalkSport Towers with the fact that he decided to defect to the East and then TalkSport sponsor the North. And we're delighted with Mick Quinn. That's grand, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll overtake the East. Don't, don't you worry about that. Not that we would be biased, by the way. Never, no, never, ever, ever. But um, that, that dynamic, because Lizzie Kelly has laughed to me about this a few times, and she said it on air as well, so it's okay to say it, that there's no way she would have done it this year because you were, the manager is picking the horses. Is that something that you think could be tweaked as well a little bit do you, do you know what i think you need to cut rupert a little bit of slack because you could not pay me all the tea of china to do the job that he has been asked to do and try and keep 32 trainers happy picking horses i think if you call him on a monday I think Monday is his day where he sits down and just and sort of works through and works out what's going to run. I think if you call him on a Monday evening, you 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 would get a shell of the former the human being of the, that was formerly known as Rupert Bell because he is utterly shaken to the core by having to appease all of these rather sort of irritable and spoilt trainers who want their horses to run in the racing league um i do not envy him one bit one bit um i have to say that it's difficult to just pull up the handbrake and go easy on rupert but because you have asked so nicely 
I will do so. <laughs> we won't go in with the two-footed tackles. That being said, if Martin Dwyer decides to get stuck into him, that's another story entirely. But uh, I'll, I'll go easier on him um, for the rest of the day. Uh, in terms of, of prize money, which we've mentioned, and you've talked about the full field sizes as well for Racing League, which has been great. Like, it's, it's double-figure double fields. But you did allude to the fact that's not something that's happening in racing overall. Um, racing's in a quagmire. It's in... It's in a real state of crisis. And for you as a trainer with prize money and seeing these limited field sizes, what is your overall take on the current state of British racing? Um, so so you're, you're, you're spot on. It is in a whole world of trouble at the moment. There, there is no doubt about that. Um, and there are various issues that, that you know, need sorting out in order to uh, rectify the situation. As you said, field sizes are dropping. Uh, prize money is, um, is appalling c- compared to the rest of the world. And we are losing a lot of our best horses abroad uh, because we simply, you, you, the amounts of money that we're being offered uh, to sell them to go and race in Australia and Hong Kong and America and etc., are just impossible to turn down when you when you look at the the amount of prize money that that horse could win um there are there are, there are loads of things that need to be done uh but for me I, I think the number one thing or priority has to be this ridiculous uh sort of three way um um sort of ruling body that makes the decisions uh as regards to british horse racing and I just, you've got the race courses, you've got the bookmakers, and then you've got the horsemen um, take, sort of putting, you know, coming together. And they all want different things. And they all want, they all want what's best for them. None of them want what's best for racing as a whole. Um, I'd, I'd like to think that the horsemen are the ones that are the most long-sighted and the, and the, the ones that actually want what is best for the industry. But I don't believe the bookmakers do um, in general, and I don't believe the racecourses do. And as a result, any ideas that are put forward to grow our industry um, are getting are getting kiboshed. And you know, we saw very recently the BHA put a, put forward a plan to remove 300 races from the calendar, and having supported it consistently it then at the last minute fell through because the race courses didn't like it um and yet here we are watching small fields after small fields after small fields ruining our sport as a betting as a betting prospect so that that would personally be where i'd start on the flip side what we do have to remember and there is light and that is that we do have the best in the best the best racing in the world without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, we breed the breast horses. We have the best tracks. Uh, you go to America or Australia and literally as great as their racing is and you, Australian racing is thriving at the moment, they go round on a flat track one way in Victoria, the other way in New South Wales. There is no variety. It is very, very, very standard racing. Whereas you come to England and you look at all these wonderful racetracks that we have, um, we really do have the best product by a country mile. And as long as we hold on to that, 
there is a chance that at some point there will be a revival. It's not going to happen overnight. There are lots of good people trying to sort the situation out, and we are a long way away from that. A lot of people are going to be lost in the meantime. A lot of trainers are going to go bust. A lot of people are going to leave the industry. But I do believe that in the long run there is there is light. And, yeah, they've got the Tota doing a fantastic job with Alex Frost heading up that organisation. They're a big light that needs as much promotion and as much help as we can possibly give it. There are lots of people who are trying their very best to revive our industry and and as long as they keep on trying there is a chance i think the overall point that you mentioned at the start and 100 percent echo what you said about the toast but the idea that there are it's not just the bha who come along and say look we're gonna we're gonna make this change we're gonna drop 300 races which you and i know and our listeners know would have been a drop in the ocean like no one was going to miss those 300 races but it would have set a precedent and you've then got the race courses and the thoroughbred group who are the owners, who come in and go, no, 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 no. And suddenly the BHA are left with egg on their face. And just if you were to do a comparison and say, imagine the FA came out and talked about changes to the Premier League fixture list, only for the owners to go, no. It's one thing for the owners to argue why, but to just be able to overrule them. It's crazy to think that 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 system is there. And it might very well have been put in place with the best of intentions, but it has backfired spectacularly. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, so something's got to change, and and I think it will change. But it, 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 you know, as with racing, nothing happens overnight, and it'll be a it'll be a painful process. Uh, it'll 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 take probably some pretty tough times for a lot of people, but it, but it, it will happen in the long run because a, a product that we have as as good as ours can't carry on being wasted like it is. Yeah, well said. And, and that's a, a good way to round up that. On a more feel-good story, uh, you've obviously got more runners tonight, but one of the two-year-olds that I've been fascinated with this season is Marban, and we covered him on Racing Live on TalkSport 2 on, um, at Glorious Goodwood when he put in that tremendous performance under Jamie. Uh, is he going to be taking up his engagement in the Vincent O'Brien National Stakes at the current? Oh, sorry, that kind of dropped out a little bit. Uh, is he going to be taking up his engagement in the Vincent de Bruyne National Stakes, the Group 1 at the current? I lost you for a little bit. I got you back. Oh, there you go. Um, right now. I'll, I'll Declared. Say that again, Charlie? Oh, yeah. So, he, yes, Marban is he is going to be declared. Excellent. Um, it's, look, it's a, it's, a, it's a big challenge. Um, we thought about it long and hard. Um, I'm actually having... Seeing that only three declared for the champagne, I'm absolutely delighted that we didn't go there because a three-runner race it could become very, very, very messy uh, and very unsatisfactory. So, yeah, well said. Um, I, I, I'm I'm pretty happy that we're not running there with a penalty. Um, it's going to be very tough. We have to take on Aidan O'Brien, Joseph O'Brien, Donica O'Brien, uh, which won't be easy. And Aesop's Fables is a very good horse, but my fella's done very, very little wrong. Uh, any rain is a positive, and I think they're getting rain. Sorry, Charlie, just get, uh, I get you to say that again if you don't mind. The, should suit him really well. Um, and it, sorry, um, we, we, how, how far? Uh, just any rain, uh, when you're saying that, any rain would be a positive. 
yeah, any any rain would be a good thing. Um, he 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 won a, quite a decent novice at Salisbury under a penalty, but the ground was like a road that day, uh, and I think I think he he didn't quite let himself down on it. So any rain would definitely be up his street because we we're pretty confident he'll stay further than seven as well. Jamie's going to fly over and ride him. Who knows him well and obviously knows the car very well. So. Look, we're really excited. Um, it is. It's probably the first time I go into a into a Group One, barring the Melbourne Cup, which is also a Group One handicap. So it doesn't really count, but it's the first time I go into a proper Group One with a real, you know, favourites chance. We'll be second favourite, I think, um, which is really exciting. And for a new owner with a lovely horse like him, hopefully he can go over there and and, and run a big race and. Uh, yeah, if he wins, um, that, that would be that would be wonderful. I'm very excited for you. I think this is he's a tremendous talent, and I think the point you make about not declaring for the Champagne Stakes is absolutely spot on, because it would have been a complete nightmare in a in what would have been with you a forerunner race. Um, yeah, and I get the impression that a strong pace suits him as well. D- definitely, and and I think last time we slightly changed the tactics and just held him up a bit more. And I'm and I'm certain he appreciated that as well, and hence even more reason not to go for a three four runner field at Donny. You should be a lot shorter than the price you are, in my view. Um, I don't know what price are we? Uh, About five to one, six to one. Yeah, the price with eight 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 sport is eleven to two right now, uh, and I would. Yeah. Listen, as someone who complains about anti post betting, which this is what this is technically, uh, I would be saying you should be closer to threes. And okay. Aesop's Fables shouldn't be evens for all that he was really impressive at the car the last day. Uh, but I spoke to Aidan O'Brien during the week and he made the point that look, this was Little Big Bear's race and he's on the sidelines currently, uh, not for long. Uh, and the plan is to come back for the Dewhurst, but he's a good sob and he may very well have taken up the engagement anyway. But whether or not he should be as short a price as he is, um, is questionable. And Charlie Appleby hasn't has decided not to come over, which is a bit odd as well, given the, the strength and depth that he has. So I think you've got a terrific I, chance. I was very surprised Charlie didn't declare anything. Uh, that that was not what we expected. I didn't confirm anything. I have heard mumbles, and I you hear a lot of mumbles that you shouldn't listen to in racing, but I've heard mumbles of people saying that Aesop's Fables is regarded high, higher than Little Big Bear, but how true that is, I don't know. Um, I hope they're not true. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, I won't add any fuel to that fire at all. But yeah, he's, he's, they think yeah. an awful lot of him. He was due to go to Royal yeah. Ascot. He had a little bit of a setback. They, they think a lot of him. Um, but yeah. I think your horse should be an awful lot closer to him in the market. And you've got a massive chance. And good news for you. This morning, I was driving past the Curra uh, before, before traveling. And it was raining. So more of that rain will, will very much suit you. Yeah. Uh, listen, the very best of luck with the horses tonight in the racing league of the two that you've got left uh, the 745 is probably where you've got your your best chance certainly from just the lazy point of view of looking at the betting market um, uh, 715 even uh, 11 to 2 Star Zinc yeah is he 11 to 2 yes blimey god someone's backed him um, yeah he is a good horse he's quirky not straightforward um, but, but he, he's better than his mark definitely Star Zinc 715. Let's keep a very close eye out on him. Uh, best of luck in the Racing League. Best of luck for the rest of the season. And most importantly, best of luck in the Group 1, uh, the Vincent O'Brien National Stakes on Sunday. Uh, Charlie Fellows, an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on.
Charlie Fellows joining us on Racing Live on TalkSport 2. And the racing continues from the Racing League next. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. 